Tired of toxic, boring, or dead-end relationships? Feeling lonely or clueless when it comes to love? Need a fresh perspective? Well, you found it. This is Romancipation, a podcast that challenges conventional ideas about sex, love, dating, and mating. Hosts Marley and Lise offer candid and provocative advice about what it takes to find the partner you deserve. It's time to rethink your approach to your love life. Take charge and get romancipated. On today's episode, sad state of affairs, physical versus emotional infidelity in a relationship. Ooh, sad state indeed. It is a sad state. So I want to talk about the difference between physical and emotional cheating in a relationship. But before I do, I want to break down the different types of cheating. Because I think that we all think we're familiar Mm -hmm. with what cheating is. But I did a little research, Lise. I did a little deep dive. Yeah. All right? Okay. And apparently, there's definitions of, like, infidelity that I don't necessarily think of as infidelity, but Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, obviously, there's the physical infidelity. Yeah, we all know that one. We all know about, right, as in, like, somebody touches somebody they're not supposed to. Right, because they're already involved (laughs) with another person. That's right, exactly. So there's physical infidelity. There's something called micro cheating. What? Okay, so this is term for behaviors like maybe flirting that crosses a line. Okay, maybe provocative dancing, flirtatious texts, compliments that may have a little bit of sexual innuendo to them. Okay. Right? Things that might be seen as crossing a line, even though the person engaging in that behavior doesn't have any intention of following through and cheating. Okay. And I got to tell you, for me, the first one, right, physical infidelity is a very black and white thing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But the micro-cheating, guilty. I'm I know. sorry. I, when I you were reading off flirting. that list, I was kind of like, oh, guilty on that one. Yeah, right? I mean, I love to dance provocatively. I know yeah. you do too. Yeah. And in front of our husbands. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, we've gone dancing. Nobody, nobody's said anything to me. I like a good <laughs> grind. It's, a, it's fun, right? It I mean, fun. it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Right? And I don't know about you, but I don't think our husbands have ever had an issue with it. I think they always laugh. No. Well, and you know what? Okay, so... As soon as you said micro cheating, my mind event like immediately went to, well, I do like half of those things on the list that you kind of, you know, like the flirting and the dancing and the, you know, how I'm dressing, like, you know, you are a slutty dresser. <laughs> now, I'm no shaming here. It just means you got a banging body and you show it. But, uh, thank you. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, but on the flip side of it, if somebody is intentionally hurt by some of those things— I don't know. I could see how somebody, it would make somebody uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I listen, I wouldn't necessarily think that it's cheating, but at the same I time, agree. I feel like it's somebody, you're crossing somebody's boundaries. That's right. I right? can okay. see it as certain people deeming it as disrespectful. Right. I wouldn't. I mean, gosh, when I thought like the sexual innuendo, hello, every other thing that comes out of my mouth <laughs> is like some type of sexual innuendo. But I mean, I guess I get it. It's your partner's comfort level with yeah. your actions. I mean, look, I know that when friends of mine, their spouses or partners or significant others, like if I'm dressed 
in a sort of provocative way, which mm-hmm. I also enjoy showing my body. I'm yeah, proud of it, and should. I like showing yeah. it. If they give me a compliment, I never see that as crossing the line. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for noticing. Right. You've uh, noticed my like, hard that's work. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I've never had an issue if my husband has no. complimented Same. another woman. So if, if, you know, I don't know. If anything, I'm proud of him for doing that because I think he's just made somebody's day. So I'm fascinated, but it is a real category of infidelity. And so, you know, I say that it's valid. If, if, if something makes you feel uncomfortable, right. right? Even if it doesn't make you or I feel uncomfortable, it makes somebody else feel uncomfortable, they're valid in saying that it's a violation of a boundary. 100%. Okay. Whether or not I think it's cheating, but like— Exactly. But it's, it's definitely a disrespect if you don't— Yes. Okay. Okay, the next one, this is another interesting one, cyber infidelity. And that is seen as any type of online or social media engagement, right? Where maybe it can be people are chatting with each other in a flirtatious way. Maybe they're sending dick pics and booby pics and <laughs> coochie pics to each other. Maybe they're watching porn. Maybe they're actively engaging in online mutual masturbation, watching each other or okay. like chatting about it. That one's a tough one too, because I mean, there's definitely elements of that that I probably would feel uncomfortable with. But then there's also parts of that that I don't really view as cheating. I mean, yeah. listen, like if you're engaging in a conversation and you're texting pictures back and forth and you're like engaging with somebody else on a video I would probably I'd consider that deem cheating. that a boundary like breaker for me. But listen, if I'm if I walk into my bedroom and I see my partner going at his junk while some chick is on a screen going at hers, yeah, I would consider that cheating. Uh, yeah, no, that's why I'm saying like there's okay. parts of it. But then somebody just watching a porn video or like reading a Playboy and jerking off, like it doesn't offend me or bother me. So as long as there's not another person involved. In a dialogue or like a conversation or like a mutual. What if it's like a paid person, like an OnlyFans type of thing where they're maybe interacting, but you know that they're interacting with maybe a million people. Do, Wait, do you, you see can what inter- I mean? they, That's a whole thing. Like yeah. OnlyFans, it's like, it's a live thing, like a live stream. I don't know if it's a live <laughs> thing, but I, I mean, but from what I understand, they make a ton of money by interacting with a ton of people. Oh, I thought it was like more of like a video thing and then you type in comment. I don't know. I, oh, I, I don't know. know okay. enough about I, it. I don't, I don't know, know enough about, about it, it yeah. either. But I, okay, but I assume there are those kinds of online things. I'm where, sure everything exists online. Where yeah. somebody can be like chatting with the person who's masturbating uh, or doing something, saying. but they might be chatting with a bunch of people at the same time. Like it's not like they're just doing it with your it's not partner. not an individual Does that kind make of sense? Thing. Versus... Two just individuals in their bedrooms or in their living rooms, and they're just yeah. doing whatever they do online with each other. Okay. I, Does I, that make sense? Yes, I hear what you're saying. I feel like the one-on-one probably is definite for me. The, yes. The dropping into like a comment, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like the online world is so vast and so many different things can yes. happen. And, yes. you know, it's no longer just like the centerfold of a Playboy, like you're going into the bathroom. Like now it is much more interactive, yeah. if you will. No. And I feel like I agree. I don't know enough about it, but I know where my personal boundaries are. And to me, the individual interaction would definitely 
be, I would deem it inappropriate. Okay, for so myself. So this is a perfect segue into the emotional cheating. Okay. Because I think that that is why it starts getting iffy. Even if you know these people are thousands of miles away, potentially, right? right? right. Even different countries. Sure. It's the fact that they are communicating. Right. And the moment they're communicating, there's an element of intimacy. intimacy. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, I mean, look, emotional cheating, I think, is something that a lot of people don't have a good grasp on. Yeah. I know for me, I never really thought about emotional cheating until I started doing research for this episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, because I feel like I've heard about it and and thought about it quite a bit because I feel like you start to hear about different areas where it can penetrate your life. <laughs> but oh, like penetrate, yeah. <laughs> but okay, maybe like if you give me your definition just to make sure we're on the same page because well, I feel like I have kind okay, of in my so, head some. So, I mean, I guess what I had always thought of emotional cheating as in the sort of traditional sense uh-huh. was that, you know, almost flirtatiousness that turned into a conversation that then turned into a physical affair, right? And that might happen all in like one night. Does that make sense? Okay. I never never thought of it as an ongoing intimate relationship where there doesn't have to be any physical element. Okay. But just the person is opening up to this other individual who is not their partner. Mm-hmm. Right. And they are talking about their deepest, darkest fantasies. They are talking about their worries, their fears, their emotions. They're sharing their thoughts, all things that they don't do with their primary partner. Right. They are, I don't know, they're comparing their life with their current partner and criticizing it and doing all these things that are extreme violations in, well, in and my I was going to say, everything that you just said to me feels very intimate. So it's intimacy without necessarily having the physical contact. So, yeah, I mean, to me, that's exactly where my head goes when you talk about an emotional affair. Like, I'm glad that we're kind of on the same page, like, once you've laid well, out yeah, and those. I think it's perfectly fine for people to have strong friendships and, like, Very close friendships with individuals who are not their partners. And of the opposite sex. And of the opposite sex. I think it's totally natural. You know, the whole like work wife, work husband, family friends, couple friends. Yeah, you're interacting with people of the opposite sex all the time. It's just a matter of where you take that relationship. And I guess to me, it's also a matter of how strong of a foundation you have with your partner. Well, yeah. Right? I think I if mean, you don't have a strong foundation, you're then it looking makes sense. and you're you're needing to pull things That's from right. somebody else. And That's I think right. you get that validation and yeah. that, you know, intimacy from somebody else. Because I gotta tell you, validation is an aphrodisiac. It's so hot. Right? Oh uh, yeah, no, I mean <laughs> it, it is. is though, right? People is. love being validated. That's right. And so I do think that if you're getting the validation and the emotional support from this other person instead of from your partner, I can see how what might have started off as an innocent friendship can become so much more complicated. And I can see how maybe some sexual feelings or longing or desire can start to form for this other person. 
Right. Well, I was going to say, one, it's a love language, right? Like the yeah. validation is definitely a love language. People need like words of affirmation yes, they and do. different things. But the thing for me about the emotional affair is that I feel like it's such a slippery slope into a physical affair, right? Because yes. you're getting all of these intimate kind of needs met. And all of a sudden, like a physical attraction would most likely start to form. No, I, I do agree. I mean, listen, I think that one of the easiest tests for you to know whether or not if the friendship you have is actually an emotional affair and you're cheating on your partner is, think of it this way, in a healthy friendship, right? It doesn't threaten the stability of your romantic relationship. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Because the other person somehow fulfills some emotional needs or wants that your partner is not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yep. The moment Makes sense. you need that other person to fill in your emotional bucket, so to speak, yep. because your partner is not, now you're in emotional affair a territory. Oh, yeah. You're dipping your toe into some, yeah. some murky water. What do you consider worse? Emotional, physical, as in like the old sexolas, micro-cheating, and cyber infidelity. My head immediately always goes to the physical intimacy. So I feel like I want to rank that first. But now that we're talking about the emotional piece of it, I don't know. To me, they're almost on an equal playing level because I feel like if my husband was having those intimate conversations with somebody else, it would be a gut punch. Like I would feel horrible. And I mean, the physical piece of it is already to me, like you said, black and white. So 100% that's, you know, you're, you're taking into account, maybe bringing somebody crazy into my life, you know, disease. Like, I mean, there's, there's so many elements to it that are so unacceptable to me. Right. right? So, I mean, I don't know. I, I wanted to say physical at first, but I, they're almost like even to me. And then, you know, the cyber infidelity Again, if that is something that is between, like, if there's, like, an intimate level of between two people, my partner and somebody else, I would definitely probably rank that. And then maybe the micro-cheating for me personally would be last, only because I don't find most of those things that are on that list inappropriate. So, you know, it's not to say that they're not important and definitely couldn't cross a boundary, but, you know, so I would probably almost physical and emotional tied almost— and then cyber infidelity and then micro-cheating. Okay. So mine are a little different. I, okay. I agree with everything you were saying, but I would say physical first. Yeah. And the reason physical would be the worst for me is because I am such a strong believer in self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And what you talked about, with physical, you are potentially bringing in disease to me yep. or a psycho. And also, you're potentially creating another child. Right. So Endangering for, element yes. to it. Yeah, so for, for sure. me, that aspect, that sort of bringing that danger into my intimate world is inexcusable. It's the worst violation. Yes. Yeah. I almost rank the cyber, if not the watching the porn and whacking off right, or anything, right, right. but the actual, like you said, sort of interaction but with a very sexual nature. Right. Right. I would rank that, I think, as second because what's to say that the protection of the screen doesn't all of a sudden 
disappear. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. Yeah, it makes sense. I would rank the emotional as third. And the reason is because if my partner would need to go to another person Mm -hmm. to have his emotional voids filled, then that tells me that there is something seriously wrong with our relationship. Right. And it's a both of you problem, not just a him problem. Exactly. And it's something that I would need to really address. Mm -hmm. And I think it would in many ways signal to me that this is just not the right relationship. Or that you need to get professional help. Yeah, absolutely. But that we've just drifted so far apart or if we never were on the same page. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the micro cheating, I can't be a hypocrite. I'm completely (laughs) guilty of it. So... I can't say that that would offend me. I'm a flirtatious person, so I've never had a problem with any partner that I've been with being flirtatious. But I can understand for people who are not how they would view that again as a potential opening to something more sinister. So, you know, I do get that. So that would sort of be my rank. Do you think men and women have different views as to which is more absolutely oh you didn't let me finish my question (laughs) which is which is more serious I think for men the physical is 100% agree yeah I agree because then you're somehow insulting their manhood absolutely you know the physical for them it's all about the ego Absolutely. I feel like the cyber piece for them, they'd probably want to jump in. Like, yeah. They're like, sweet. <laughs> yeah. like, can we do this together? Right. I feel they'd like. They'd be like, she watches know. porn. Yeah. Awesome. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, girl. Exactly. And I think that they probably don't think as much about the emotional cheating. I think eventually if it led to something physical, it would definitely impact them. And listen, I'm not going to generalize. Obviously, I know some men probably don't feel that right, way. But, right. but I do feel like that would probably be lower on their list. And I think the micro-cheating, though, I would actually say because there is the flirtatious element, because there is potentially, like, the dressing provocatively. See, I put that above the emotional. That's, I am, yes. too. That's what I'm I saying. Think like, men, I think yes. they would definitely feel that that was more of a violation for them because it's something that they would be witnessing happening. And well, Again, an insult to their, insult. like, egos. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I, I would say physical probably the micro cheating, then the emotional cheating, and then maybe the cyber cheating last because I don't really think that they would think that that was such a violation. If you're in a relationship with somebody and there is emotional cheating going on, then to me that is a couple problem. And that is something that probably needs to be addressed through therapy or better communication. You really need to take a look at your relationship holistically. I think anytime you get into physical infidelity or something that has a connection to it, I think that that's your partner's problem. I think that they are the one choosing to make this bad choice. Yes. They're choosing to stray. They're choosing to put you potentially in harm's way. I don't think that that has anything to do with you personally. I think that that has to do with your partner. So the emotional cheating is kind of like a couple's problem, but the rest of it is really a them problem. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way of putting it. You know, ultimately, I think, Lise, that The reason infidelity, any type, is such a sad state of affairs is because just the impact that it has on the primary relationship, right? I mean, there's trust destruction. Yes. There's absolute violation of boundaries. We talked about there's a physical safety issue, whether it's diseases or inviting psychos or, you know, danger into your home. Obviously, if there's children, there's familial destruction. It completely upsets the couple dynamic. 
It can upset the extended family members. Yeah. Right? Depending on who the cheating's with. The children start to learn those patterns. Oh, yeah. And they themselves can get impacted and end up engaging in the exact same behaviors. The feeling of betrayal. Yeah, I was going to say betrayal, trust, like that dynamic so difficult to overcome. It instantly puts your financial situation in jeopardy. Sure. Absolutely. There's always the potential of creating a child out of like an affair and then all the responsibilities Mm -hmm. that come with that. The destruction to self-esteem. Yeah. Wow. The embarrassment. Oh, yeah. Shame that people might feel. Even like societal pressure Mm -hmm. that people might feel because of how different institutions they're involved with, like the church or like maybe And how you react or things. to it, exactly. right? Like, like whether or not you're going to stay with this person, yeah. whether or not you're going to leave them, how, yeah. I mean, and yeah, and then obviously if you're married, uh, there are serious legal consequences. Right. Right? And that comes with a whole lot of trouble. So I, I just think that infidelity, whether it's emotional or physical, it really does lead to a sad state of affairs. It's venting time with Marley and Lise. It's that time when Lise and I get to vent our frustrations over commonly experienced issues in romantic relationships. Today's topic, when a partner makes you feel guilty about improving yourself. Ugh, the guilt trip. Yeah. I hate it. Same here. I hate it. I know you have something to say about this. All right. Your partner feels like they won't be as desirable to you if you lose weight or get healthy. Yep. It's a form of manipulation to make the other feel bad so that the other person will change their behavior and not try to get healthy. Yes. A partner feels left out because you're evolving and changing without them. Mm-hmm. There's a feeling of insecurity and abandonment. Ooh. I know. It's right. like, listen, like, ugh, I, I hate the guilt tripping. Sorry. Take it away. Okay. So mine are, it indicates a person who's highly insecure and not supportive of their partner. Yes. It's a disrespectful behavior and should not be tolerated. Nope. The person feels like they'll be left behind, so they try to guilt you for getting an education, better job, working out, or stopping negative or unhealthy behaviors like drinking or drugs. Ooh, good one. It makes people question their own decisions, lifestyles, and choices. If they feel like they're being judged indirectly or directly, they often react in a negative manner. Yes. In some relationships... The person might feel like they're losing the upper hand or Mm. control over their partner. Yeah, People want partners that are in their league. People may fear that if their partner improves, they become a mismatch. Ooh. Right? Good one. And finally, I think it indicates lack of empathy for your partner. Absolutely. I mean, if anything, you should be thrilled that your partner has recognized something in themselves that they are not happy with, and they're actively taking steps to improve it. Absolutely. So the idea that you would try and guilt somebody when they're actually trying to make themselves better because of how it makes you feel, I think is such a red flag. It's a you problem. Absolutely. Lisa and I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and a recap of today's podcast, or to learn more about us, visit www.romancipation.com. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive notifications of new episodes right when they're released. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on Apple or a five-star rating on Spotify. 
Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like you enjoy our show, and that helps us expand our audience. Thanks again, and stay romancipated.